Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello, Shayna here, producer of Vigil. Still no updates on Maria, but we do have another of her favorite podcasts. Wherever you are, Maria, this one is for you. Today's featured podcast is one of the all-time greatest audio fiction podcasts around, Greater Boston. What would happen if Boston's Red Line subway decided to secede from the rest of the city and form its own government? That's the question that Greater Boston answers. And it answers it by focusing on the colorful Bostonians who populate its rich alternative history. At the center of Greater Boston is its characters and the communities they create. Greater Boston is sometimes absurd, frequently silly, and always heartfelt. Greater Boston draws you into its world and makes you feel like you too are a part of Redline. Maria made everyone behind the scenes at Vigil listen to Greater Boston, in some cases more than once, but we never regretted it. So now I'll do what Maria would and introduce you to an excerpt of episode one right now. Once you've listened, find Greater Boston anywhere you get your podcasts and keep listening. I promise you won't regret it either. And now, an excerpt from Greater Boston episode one, Death on a Roller Coaster. Leon Stamatis died on a roller coaster at the age of 32. It was not a dramatic death. His car did not detach from the rails. His body did not loose itself from its seat. His death was quiet, unobtrusive. In that way, you could even say that Leon found the kind of death he'd always planned for. He'd had profound misgivings about boarding the ride in the first place. He'd never been an adventurer, not like his little brother Dimitri, who had disappeared into the mysterious labyrinth of the world, nor a thrill-seeker like Nika, who grinned wider for every inch the line advanced. It had been Nika who had goaded Leon into coming here in the first place, escorting him via the red line from Porter Square to Park Street, briefly boarding the green line to reach the government center connection, 
where they boarded the Stygian Blue Line, which ferried them mercilessly to its terminus. Wonderland. Once there, Nika insisted that the absurdly named roller coaster be their first stop, pulling him by the cuff of his sleeve. She had brought him out here specifically to cheer him up after the end of his most recent relationship. She saw not so much a responsibility as an opportunity to be useful, and Leon felt obliged to indulge her, to allow her that pride of having comforted a loved one in need. So he put on his smile, took deep breaths, and shuffled along the crowd-control maze that guided him toward his destiny. He knew he could change his mind. It's not as though he had inscribed this into his schedule. The trip itself, sure, it was right there in his Google Calendar. Post-relationship outing with Nika. Destination, Wonderland. But nothing committing to the roller coaster. Certainly not some rickety monster called, good lord, Whirladon? And if it wasn't on his schedule, then he didn't have to do it. He reminded himself with every step. As he approached the polo-shirted teen with the child measuring rod, he reminded himself. As he stepped off the platform into the third car from the front, he reminded himself. But when the shoulder cage descended over his head, he realized he was too late. The appointment was confirmed. He didn't even mind so much that his relationship had fallen apart. He was more concerned about the precarious state of his job. He'd found the relationship stressful. Luisa expecting outings on a moment's notice, to movies, to dance clubs, all the way to the North End for Florentine cannoli at Mike's Pastry. It wouldn't have been so bad if only she had planned ahead, given him a month's warning, or maybe two. Heck, he liked North End, where the streets were permanently tacky from the Great Molasses Flood, so you had to slow down your step just a little, or the sidewalks would pull your shoes right off. But Luisa sprang things on him. Cooking classes, and dinner reservations, and IMAX showings of documentaries about Antarctica. It was too much. The operator released the cars, and Leon was jerked forward. He laughed once, the way a condemned man laughs when he doesn't quite believe what's coming. Nika misunderstood, gave him a nod and a grin. As the car rose, Leon began planning. He would keep his hands and arms inside the car, of course. He would not give up his one means of anchoring himself should the safety harness fail. There weren't any good handholds. Holding the harness itself wouldn't help. If the harness detached, he'd just have a good grip on it as they flew off into the atmosphere together. But there wasn't even a lap bar, since the five-point harness was expected to suffice. Leon was not so trusting. He understood the need to be proactive, to ensure his own security. That was why he'd begun job hunting, despite having a job in which he'd been content for ten years. The publishing industry was shrinking. He had survived the first round of layoffs, but he needed to be ready for the second. The cars clacked dragged forward by the chain through the ratcheting mechanism of the side rails. He understood that this was a safety system, an assurance that the cars could never fall backwards, simultaneously snapping the necks of every passenger on the train. Understanding made the sound no less ominous. Up they clacked. Up and up and up. He couldn't believe how far up, 
how long they ascended, whole lifetimes passing while Nika bounced in the seat beside him. He had never been good at anticipation. There was no joy in it for him, only the dread of uncertainty, the panic of surprise. As a child, he had refused to open his own Christmas presents, insisting that Nika and Dmitri do it for him while he waited in the next room with his eyes closed. His siblings reported back to him dutifully, carefully detailing what they had found, most significant presents first, so as to ease the greatest anxieties, then continuing in order of diminishing value to end in the familiar safety of socks and number two pencils. Only once he knew every item, had assuaged all lingering mystery, would he dare to set eyes on the totems of affection his family had chosen for him. He discovered that if he stretched his arms far enough, he could hook his fingers under the bottom of the seat itself. The metal was filthy and unpolished in this unseen space. It cut into his fingers. He calculated dates to reassure himself that his tetanus inoculations were current. They were. So that was one less thing, at least. Tetanus was not among the uncertainties. Leon could bear no uncertainty. He was the sort who would gladly accept knowledge of the exact time and cause of his death, given the opportunity. He wouldn't even try to change that fate. The knowing would be enough, more than enough, better than avoiding it only to land back in the limbo of uncertainty. He'd even applied for a position at an astrology magazine, not because he believed in astrology, which he did not, but simply because he respected the art's goal, the complete elimination of the unknown. A life without surprises, without the unexpected, without unanticipated terrors. However much about the world changed, superstition would always be a constant, perhaps all the more so in times of upheaval. Just look at Dimitri, run off into the woods in search of implausible creatures, or Nika hanging her hopes on chance encounters with famous strangers. Yes, astrology was a counterintuitively solid post to which Leon could tie his ship. He thought about all of that during the interminable rise along the track, but soon enough all that time was reduced to a mere blip, the end come much too soon, as Leon saw the passengers in the head car raise their hands in the air just before disappearing over the zenith of the track, followed by the second car, and then there he was, at the peak, looking out over the edge at a 200-foot vertical drop, followed by an array of twists and loops. He tried to make the calculations, to consider how best to turn his body or shift his weight or anchor his hands, but he knew it was hopeless. Whatever was going to happen would happen far too fast for any of his careful preparations to mean anything at all. Either his little pod would drive itself into the ground with crushing force, or it wouldn't. It would fly free of its rails. Or it wouldn't. It would kill him. Or it wouldn't. There was no solution to this puzzle, save to wait and hope. And now here was Nika tossing her hands in the air with no concerns at all. Leon just couldn't do it. He took one look from atop that rickety wave of track, that dizzying array of speed and surprise, and embraced the greatest certainty he could muster. He muttered a single word. Nope. Then preemptively expired.
willfully exited the world without feeling even the first breeze of dissent. This is an advertisement. My name is Leon Stamatis. I worked in the publishing industry for several years. I am currently dead. Not just him, the singing telegram guy too. I would, but we're coming up on our stop. Rewire a wife, relieve our strife, remove the knife. And who have you in mind to lob the first tone or whatever ceremonial silliness? Choose to be the best Ben Affleck you can be. Turns out nobody ever wanted to. Watch me kill Superman. Do you have any properties with two? I don't know where this guy gets his information, but it's like he's got a crystal ball or something. We're certainly not Muppets. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Cheese balls! How could he have a B, C, D, and E train, but no A train? That seems a little far fetched, doesn't it? She enabled my saviors to rescue me from that malevolent villain's secret laboratory. Urgh, this is so awkward. I think he'd like a book about lock picking. No cheese, no ketchup. A single fresh pickle. You hire me. This is what you fucking get. Along with a badass veterinarian who will nurse every one of your animals back to health with love and medical fucking know-how. Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, Brian Jonestown Massacre. Season four of Greater Boston finally coming this fall of 2022. It's a weird spot to be living in. The Fable and Folly Network. Where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to the Strata. There's two of them following me. I know that for sure. Hand over the package and we'll let you go. You'll let me go? Oh, that's cute. The first bullet hits me in the chest, sends me staggering back a step. All right, you assholes. Let's go! Move it! Yeah, run! That's it! And spread the word! Don't mess with rust! Ever! Anyone who tries is gonna. Oh, forget it. The Strata. In a dystopian city, an aging courier is forced to go into business with an underworld ganglord in order to pay for the treatment that keeps him alive. Check out The Strata anywhere you listen to podcasts.